The Curious Couple, episode 20. You're tuned into The Curious Couple for the Curious Ear with your hosts, TNA. Get ready to have your curiosity peaked while exploring what it's like to live out fantasies with this fun, fit, and sexy duo. Hey guys, welcome back to The Curious Couple. I'm T. And I'm A. And we have some special guests with us tonight, uh, stars of the show Swing on Playboy, Michael and Holly. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks, guys. We're so excited to have you guys. Yeah, we... We're excited to be on. We, uh, gosh, how long ago did we first oh, see them on TV? Gosh, I don't know. That was probably... Co- that was right after we probably got into the lifestyle. How long have you guys been doing the show? Four years now. Okay, I want to say it was oh, three wait, years no, ago. Yeah, the TV show started five years oh, ago. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. February 11th. Well, no, you're right. We filmed it five years ago. It started right. February 11th. <laughs> <laughs> I caught that, Holly. Recording, right. Yeah, you got that recorded, right? She's always right. Right. But yeah, we kind of watched... Did Was it one season that we watched, or we watched a couple of them? Well, we started with, I think, season three, and it was right when we were discovering the lifestyle, yeah. and... Uh, you know, as we were kind of figuring things out, we started watching you guys and it was kind of filling in the blanks and we we're like, holy cow, these are, these are real swingers. This isn't made up. This is oh, cool. Oh, and I loved it. I loved it. We binge watched. We watched like three or four episodes a night yeah. and yeah, I loved it. It's so fun. And, and I, I, I'm going to put A on the spot here. <laughs> Michael, you were actually her favorite on the show. Well, that's true. It's a cutie pie. That's true. Well, because the whole time we're watching, we're like, can we do this? And like, if we were there, you know, putting ourselves there and like, what would we do? Who would we be drawn to? So yeah, there might've been some conversations. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I hope it was fun. It was, it was. So tell us now, you guys, are you filming a new season of that? And tell us, I don't know the answer to that, but tell us also what you guys are involved with with your own show. So Swing started, we did, we're the only couple to do seasons one, two, three, and four. Uh, They didn't start casting for season five until the end of December of 2014, beginning of January. And Holly, back in August of 2014, asked if we could sit this season out and not apply. So we did. Uh, we, We travel a lot based on Swing. And then we also host a show or hosted a show called Swing Nightcap, which is Playboy TV. It came on before season three and season four, where we bring the newbies back and we talk to them. We catch up with them. We see what's going on. You know, were they really swinging or were they just flinging it? Yeah. So uh, that's what you're doing this season. You're, you're hosting that show. No, that show, uh, due to financial issues, they couldn't bring it back again. So they're doing a new show called Swing Open House. Where for 30 minutes, three episodes are going to take a look at some of the newbies that turn residents. Mm. And season five begins airing in June. We're not exactly sure. Because we do a lot of speaking around the world, last year was three different continents, 17 different countries, and over 40 cities. That is wow. awesome. Yeah. yeah, we're very humbled and blessed. We also do on-location broadcasts because for four years now, we have been a show called Swing with Holly and Michael on Playboy Radio. Started out on Sirius XM. And then in April of 2013, SiriusXM and Playboy Radio parted ways. And now we're PlayboyRadio.com. Monday through Friday, Holly and I are on from 1 p.m. Pacific till 2 p.m. Pacific, which is 4 to 5 Eastern time. And that's live that you guys do that? 
It's live. Uh, we take calls. It's a little bit more difficult to take calls when you're a dot com live radio show because a lot of people listen on their handhelds. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're listening. It's tough to call in, though. Sure. When you do call in, you can listen to the show on hold. And that's a fun number. We'd love to have you guys call in sometime. We can yeah. plan that yeah, for your listeners. Cool. For your listeners, it's eight triple five Playboy. Very cool. good. Well, we'll have that on our show notes as well, so people can uh, go to the site. That's that's very cool. So I've got to ask you: is, <laughs> as much as you guys say you're doing it, is this your full time job? Uh, yes, it is. Now it is. I now left. Is. Yeah, I left medical research and consulting back in May of 2013. Unfortunately. The CEO of the uh, company I was consulting for, uh, oncology research, found out I was a swinger, even though he cheated on his first two wives and was cheating on his third wife. The night after we had dinner, um, after closing a big deal, the next morning he learned I was a swinger and decided that wasn't good for the company. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That is so backwards to me. It is. It is. It is. People, People can forgive... Cheating. Cheating. Right. They don't understand consensual. Oh, man. That's unbelievable. So is is that part of what you guys talk about? You say you travel the world, you you talk. Is that that the deeper message to bring awareness to this new revolutionary idea? What we talk about, one, is like a swingers 101 class. And we don't dive into the sex of it. We dive into the emotional, psychological and sociological aspect right. of lifestyle. And one of the things we open with is swinger can be your neighbor. It can be your parents. It could be your employer, your teachers the te- you know, that, that are with your children. You don't know. And part of the reason you don't know is the fear of what society will do if they find out. Yeah, you might lose your job. <laughs> well, yeah, look at the principal in Pennsylvania three years ago that was somehow seen coming out of a lifestyle event, a swinger party with his wife, and the board of directors... And again, we know four of those board of directors had been unfaithful to their partner. They voted him out of his job, fired him from his job because he and his wife were coming out of a swinger event. Wow. You would think that would be, you know, some sort of lawsuit about prejudice. You would. Gay, bullying, um, bisexual, all that kind of stuff is protected. Unfortunately, alternative sexual lifestyles like swinging and polyamory, BDSM currently aren't as protected, but there are a lot of wonderful attorneys out there. We call them kink specialists. They specialize in kink law, though I wouldn't say necessarily that everything is kinky. It's just that's what they go by. Wow. So when we talk, we talk about that. We also talk about a term that we created with uh, a couple named Jurgen and Lori. They run a group called Synergy out of Washington called Living Sexy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard the term. I haven't. No. Look at research. We commissioned research with them to look at North America. When you look at Canada and the U.S., what was it, maybe 15? 15 million people identify with being swingers. Take the word swinger out and add, you know, open-minded, sexy, sensual, experimental. Add a few other words, 62 million people identify with that. And that's wow. what we call the term, yeah, living sexy. Wow. That's so we talk about that. We talk a lot about that when we're on location too. And we do broadcast. We just got back from hedonism. Uh, we're at Hedonism a couple times a year. We're at Desire, Pearl, and Riviera Maya about four times a year. Taboo shows, everything to do with sex shows. Uh, we'll be in the Naked City, France's Naked City. I don't know how to say it. And Barcelona broadcasting this year, last year, Puerto Vallarta, Cabo. The, um, I want your job. Yeah. You're, yeah. You're, 
You're living T's dream. <laughs> <laughs> we invite every. We believe everyone should do it. The more people out there giving a positive impression of the lifestyle is what benefits us all. You know, there there is a lot of talk, and Holly said it, and and uh, she just had to walk away for a second to put our German Shepherd outside. Drive me nuts. <laughs> when, yeah, when you want to be famous, good for you. Mm-hmm. When you want to help the lifestyle, good for all of us. Yeah. yeah. And T, you know, I don't know you that well, but the sense I get from you is you're looking to help the community and that benefits us all. Yeah. 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 That, in fact, that's kind of what inspired us to start this because we, it did so much for us. It inspired us. It, it brought new levels of aware, awareness and enjoyment to us that we started sharing it with others. And we we're like, you know, there's a lot of people who could probably benefit from hearing yeah. about our story and, so yeah, that's that's what motivated just this a podcast. Lack of understanding, I think, and unfortunately, the people that are probably finding our podcast are already either in the lifestyle or considering the lifestyle. Well, not not compared. Well, we've gotten several that's, emails where people are, you know, curious or yeah. dabbling, or yeah. so it's it's reaching some people that. So but you also you also got to remember that people have different stories, and their their stories mm-hmm. is different from yours. So they yeah. want to hear what say. Say they're already in the lifestyle. They, you guys have different experiences than them. And to hear your experiences benefits them. Benefits yeah. them. Yeah. Well, speaking of which, we would love to hear how you guys got started. Yeah, that, I'm curious how this all began. <laughs> uh, Michael started a long time ago. Be careful there. <laughs> <laughs> he started way before I even knew what it college. was. I yeah. was in college. So we got together six years ago, almost six years ago. Uh-huh. And I don't even think I'd, I was raised Mormon, so I was very oh, wow. stuck in a bubble. Uh-huh. And so when Same he, with your ex-husband. He kind of kept you sheltered. Oh, yeah. My ex-husband, I was married for 10 years, and he kept, kept me sheltered, and I didn't know anything about the outside world. Um, I was a stay-at-home mom. I never went out. And then when I got divorced and met Michael, I kind of had my one year of everything. <laughs> I did everything for a year, almost everything. Um, I always knew I was bisexual, and when I met Michael, he told me about what he... I didn't invite her to a party, No, 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 yeah. he, he didn't. He, he just told me what, not oh, what you like, but what, he, I was into. You, what you were into. The way I looked. And I was super curious, and I asked him, could you take me to one well, of these parties? after sex one night. You after waited sex. Until <laughs> <laughs> so clarifies that it's after sex. Because if it would have been before sex, well, of course, that's anything she wants, right? Because yeah. I want sex. yeah. But I love that she waited till after sex because then I felt it was more sincere. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, sure. And the first party he took me to was incredible. I've never been in a situation where I saw live sex. And I was like, this is amazing. And I wanted to kiss a girl, but I was worried about his feelings. And then he's like, you can do this. So I reminded her she didn't need my permission. As a couple, we communicated and I, I said it was okay and that she doesn't need to keep check. I mean, I love when couples check in with each other. Mm-hmm. However, to keep asking, is it okay? Are you sure? I don't want you to feel I'm cheating on you. And I said to her, because we didn't have her nickname Pockets at the time. I said, Holly, I want you to be you. And if this is you, yes, I'm okay with it. Yes, you can kiss girls. Yeah, yeah, yes, <laughs> Yes, you can invite me to join you. I have no problem with three-way kisses. <laughs> so how early into your dating relationship was this party? Oh, three months. Yeah. 
That's we have a similar story. <laughs> we were at our first party at three months. It's I think it's it changes things a little bit to be coming from. I mean, we were um, second marriage type thing. You know, T had just gone through a divorce, and we had both just kind of laid it all out on the table. Like you really don't have anything to to hide. <laughs> right. I think after your first marriage, you kind of get to know what you like. I yeah. know. I know people are already in their first marriages and they probably have a wonderful marriage. However, it, for me and Michael, and it sounds like you two too, that you you finally know what you want. You finally can express yourself in the way that you couldn't before. Right. So I loved it. I mean, it, it went uphill from there. No, downhill. Whatever the good the, one is. Went, <laughs> the easier way. Down, all downhill way. from there. Is very yeah. So Michael, when you first started dating Holly or just before then, were you uh, playing in the lifestyle as a single man? Were you, did you have, was this something you were actively doing before you, right before you met her? Prior to meeting my first wife, I was active in the lifestyle as a single man. And I would take, you know, we have the term, a lot of people use the term a ticket. Well, the women weren't a ticket. You know, we use that meaning if I couldn't get in as a single man, I'd bring a woman with because right. that was my ticket in. Mm -hmm. It was always women that understood what the lifestyle was. And after getting divorced, well, actually, after separating, my divorce took like four <laughs> years. <laughs> um, lots of wrangling. After getting divorced or separated, I went back into the lifestyle. So it was something I was active in. And I wanted Holly to know, just like any woman I dated or went out with more than once, because most of them didn't last more than once, was that it was part of my life. And I enjoyed this. And as a single man, I was successful simply because I was respectful. Never expected sex. Got invited to a lot of orgies, a lot of threesomes. I'm a heterosexual man. However, I have no problem with bisexual men being there or another man being there. They know not to touch me. <laughs> so it made other couples very comfortable with me and, and allowed me to be invited to a lot of places that single men don't always get invited. A guy by the name of Daniel Stern wrote an amazing book called Swingland. Hmm. And it's about his journey through the lifestyle as a single man. And it's, it really is true when you read what he writes. You know, you got a guy that looks like Patton Oswalt, the comedian, and a guy that looks like Brad Pitt. And the guy that looks like the comedian Patton Oswalt will get more action if he's respectful than the right. Brad Pitt guy if he's a jerk. Sure. Right. So it was great. And I, I was not dating many women. I was just going around, sleeping around, having one night stands. And then I meet this incredible lady, Holly. And you couldn't get rid of me. Yeah, I couldn't. <laughs> I didn't want to get rid of her. And then she was into what I was into, which meant, okay, you know, and you guys said it was second marriages for you. For me, I didn't want any more children. I have one. She had one. Neither of us wanted more. Uh, there were a lot of things I would and wouldn't do. And Holly and I seemed to, to fit. And then the lifestyle came in and we really fit. Awesome. So we knew it was a good match. Now, are you guys in Southern California? Yes. Yeah, we're in the Los Angeles area. Okay. And that's where you were throughout this, this period of time? Have you, are you guys from that area? Originally? Um, I'm actually from Arizona. Michael's from, from everywhere. Jolla, yeah. <laughs> I grew up in a town called La Jolla right outside of San Diego. And then yeah. I spent 16 years in Chicago. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I love, I love Chicago. I'm a Chicagoan at heart. Um, I can't help myself. What part of Chicago are you from? Wilmette. I'm from Naperville. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> Who's going, north or central? I went to central. And then I ended up moving to the San Francisco Bay Area and uh, graduated high school um, my senior year from uh, a town in, called Pleasanton. 
Okay. So, yeah. are you guys still in the Bay, or are you back? No, Bay? actually, we uh, we are coming at you from Tulsa, yeah. Oklahoma. Unfortunately, no, <laughs> we are in the Bible Belt. Yes. Wow. How funny is that? Yes, I never thought I would end up here, but uh, I am here, and uh, yeah, we each have a child from a previous relationship, and uh, that's pretty much what keeps us here. Yeah. Yeah, that's we that's, we relate to it. I mean, yeah. yeah. And it makes our, our lifestyle stuff interesting because we have to travel to Dallas, what, about four and a half hours mm-hmm. to go to parties. I mean, that kind of stuff just isn't in our backyard. So wow. it makes it a challenge. So okay. now, Yeah. So uh, in thinking of our situation where we basically our lifestyle friends are all hours and hours away, are you guys, uh, would you say a good portion of your general friends are lifestyle friends or is it a mix? What, I mean, given that you're immersed in this lifestyle, in this career, um, you know, what, what's your friend, what are your friends like? You know, it's kind of a mix. We have friends from, um, before we got together that we're still friends with that are vanilla and they completely accept our lifestyle. Um, they don't want to join. They love listening to the stories, Mm -hmm. but then we have our, really good friends that are in the lifestyle and you know what it's funny we have more friends around the world than we do here in los angeles um in the lifestyle that's what i love about it that you can travel anywhere and you you'll know someone yeah that's awesome and you have something in common it's the other fun thing like holly said is the the ones that like living vicariously through you when you're in the lifestyle mm-hmm. or they're curious about dipping their toes into the swinging pool they don't want to jump head first but they want to dip their toes into that swinging pool and we say it on air often. We don't convert people. People have questions, we'll answer. Mm-hmm. They want to go to a party, we'll find the right one for them. For us personally, we enjoy events where when you walk in, you aren't seeing sex right in your face. We enjoy the social aspect. Because yeah. you know, to, to us, there's social swingers and there's sexual swingers. Social swingers being you walk in a place, whether it's a lounge, a club, an event, whatever it is, a house party, and you, you talk for a little bit. And you get to know each other a little bit. I don't need to know your personal private details because I'm not looking to make breakfast for you in the morning. <laughs> but I'd, I'd like to get to know you a that's little bit. Making breakfast. Yeah, that's because I suck at cooking. Um, <laughs> and a sexual swinger, you're drinking tequila, I'm drinking tequila. Let's go have sex. Right. Like, that's the, and there's nothing wrong with either one. It's just weirdy. And so Holly, Pockets and I fit in more with the social swinger. Yeah. I would say I'm probably closer to the social and you're the other. What? <laughs> Absolutely. Wait, wait, wait. We're wait, probably wait, both wait, wait. in the middle, but you're more on that end than I am. Oh, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna disagree with you, just <laughs> simply based on where you like to go out versus where I like to go out. Well, that's true. Yeah, yeah. he likes the house parties where you can hear each other. Talking. Yeah, where you can actually have conversation. Yeah, that's true. Sure. That's true. Oh, I love those. I love those. Yeah. I, I'm not a big fan of the the hotel parties because you can't really get frisky downstairs. Yeah, yeah. we don't off premise play. We, we, if we're going to go somewhere, we want it to be on premise, mm-hmm. you know, off premise being you go to a party, like a hotel, like pockets was saying, and then you have to leave that room or that event area and either go to a hotel room or some other place to play. And to us, the mood is killed. The mojo is gone. Yeah, and, yeah. I agree. And if there's food between point A and point B, <laughs> <laughs> food usually wins. Yeah. yeah. Because I'm going to go home and have the best sex of my life with my wife. Yeah. So everything else is fun. However, if you take, if you put that thing in the middle, so that's why for us on premise is what we prefer when we play. Yeah. Yeah. Us, us, same thing. Uh, We we haven't had a lot of 
we haven't had as much fun at the, uh, the uh, takeover things. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I was referring to A likes to go to a club that we go to frequently that's more of a dance club and it's loud music and it's, you know. Ugh. <laughs> I like being claustrophobic. I don't like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, the takeovers I like, what, we're not, what I'm referring to are those where, you know, you might have like a like a whole hotel takeover, LLVclub.com does those. And it's it can be a weekend or a week long, yeah. And you know they have playrooms and everything set up. I'm thinking if on a Saturday night you guys drove down, or is it up? No, it's down to Dallas, mm -hmm. and you go to a party in one place, and then you have to drive or oh, take yeah. you know an elevator or whatever to another place to be able to yeah. play. That's yeah. what I I mean. Like the own. meet and greets. Yeah, that we've been to. yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm curious about how you guys decided to be public with this. Was this just something that you were both okay with being quote unquote out with, um, especially having children and, and families and friends? Was this easy for you guys to just, Hey guys, here we are. It's funny. And you know, I think everyone as pocket said, as Holly says, has their own story for us doing the show on Playboy. Playboy is unique in the sense most people don't have it. And if you do, you have it for a reason. Right. So knowing, you know, anyone who watches on Playboy TV is watching that network. They don't give Playboy TV for free. They don't give you trials of it. Uh, it's not like HBO or Showtime where you can, you know, sign up and get it for free for a few months. You can get it in your hotel, but you have to order it unless you go to Hito or Desire where it is free. <laughs> so we knew that anybody would watch us on the show would be for that reason, True. you know, and, and it wouldn't be a problem. And then doing radio, that did bring us out more. Where it caused problems was with our exes. My ex uh, took us to court and sued for full legal custody of our daughter oh. because being a swinger. Now, the judge had said if I was gay, an adulterer, or a convicted criminal, he wouldn't have to hear the case. However, because I'm a swinger and it has, there was no case law in the United States, it was a very six-figure uh, ordeal on my end and her end. You know, each of us had six-figure expenses. And I'm not bragging because that money should have gone to our daughter's education, yeah, you know, to a lot of other things. She lost the case. It took the judge less than seven minutes to say thrown out. However, he still had to hear it, forensic psychologist. That was the hardest part about coming out, for lack of a better word. Sure. My case helped Holly when her ex then tried the same thing. There was case law. The judge said, nope, not, not hearing it. There's no relevance there because what you do in the privacy of your own bedroom you're not involving the children. You're not exposing them to it. The bottom line is, you know, monogamous couples, whether they're monotonous or not, they don't share <laughs> how often they have intercourse with their children. Unless you're right. parents. Yeah, unless you're Holly's parents. Yeah, <laughs> Those Mormons love talking about sex. They do. <laughs> so the hard part was, was that, not other people. We have not had any haters, so to speak. Mm -hmm. We've had from the Bible Belt. We've had... Uh, pastors and and preachers emailing us over the year, year saying thank you for talking about what you do uh though it goes against a lot of what i preach i believe in people being open-minded and non-judgmental that's pretty that's cool. what you guys say to people you know i think the best part of it is when you go uh i don't know around town or even to this our kids school and, and the <laughs> parents are like Oh my God, I saw you last night on yeah. TV. <laughs> oh my God, we and love you. And we always play a guessing game of who's watching Playboy TV. And you can always tell. <laughs> we were at my daughter's first communion two Sundays ago. And people are thumbs up and, and, and uh, winking at us. And that's pointing. hilarious. You know, they're giving us the, the kind of international sign like, 
We know what's up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And you're like, I would have never guessed them. Right. That's so funny. So being out there has a lot of pros. It did have those cons. We have not had a con other than, again, me losing my largest consulting contract and then us making the decision, which was a pro, though, to do this full time. We're proud to be employed by Playboy full time on radio. We do a lot of work with TV. We had our show on Discovery, you know, last year. What's the show on Discovery? Hidden in America. So we looked at lifestyle and, and things that were hidden in America. We held an event at our home so that we could shed a light on what a meet and greet truly is versus what the public perceives it is. When Dateline, no, Nightline. Uh, Nightline followed us around last year at Naughty in New Orleans. Dateline's the bad one. <laughs> Dateline, yeah. yeah, you don't want to be followed around by Dateline. No. <laughs> no. Definitely not. When Nightline followed us around at Naughty in New Orleans, as well as uh, John and Jackie Melfi, the owners of Colette's, it was an amazing opportunity for the lifestyle because they took a neutral approach. We don't ask for a positive approach. We hope for no negative approach. The right. best you can hope for is a neutral. And they branded the executive producer and all of those at ABC did a wonderful job. Do you agree? He did. They did With an Nightline. amazing job. Yeah. We'll have to see if we can find that. Yeah. I'm interested to watch. Go to hollyandmichael.com. H-O-L-L-I, hollyandmichael.com. I believe we have it there. Or you can go to YouTube and, and yeah, yeah, I think it's... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'll try to find it for you. But I think hollyandmichael.com has it. All right. Okay, and that's cool. another thing we'll uh, we'll put on our show notes for the listeners to check out as well. Oh, right on. Thanks. Yeah. So I'm curious. So when you go to these resorts, you said you guys went to Hito, Desire. You are These are working vacations, I take it? Yeah, workations. Yeah, we get, we get paid. You know, we have, we have an appearance fee and a broad, if we're broadcasting or speaking – uh, the appearance fee will cover speaking. It doesn't cover broadcasting because that's a lot of it's handled through Playboy. Mm-hmm. And as much as it's work, we laugh. I mean, we we love it. It's it's humbling. They have the network in their rooms, so let's say sixty to sixty five percent of the 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 people at the resort know who we are and who our incredible castmates are from watching the show or listening to SiriusXM. You know, SiriusXM had a reach of. 19 million people. Playboy TV has about a million people. So we had a nice reach there. Yeah. And then anybody who didn't, wasn't aware, they see it in the room, they're like, oh my gosh, that was so cool. How did you get from my TV to the, <laughs> new, to the new beach? <laughs> when we do Desire, we do uh, International Swinger Month, which is January for them. And then we do Young Sexy Wild Week. You don't have to be young, you don't have to be sexy, or you don't have to be wild. You can be one, two, or all three of those things. Right. Uh, and it's the only time Desire allows single women, never single men, but single women, and you have to go with a couple. Hito allows single men and single women. Desire doesn't. Hmm. So of all those resorts, which would you recommend? The mo- like, what's your favorite? <laughs> right. oh, it, it really depends on what you're looking for. If you're okay with single men and single women, Temptation, which is in Cancun, and Hito, which is Jamaica. If you don't want singles around, then really your option is Desire Riviera Maya and Desire Pearl, which are both located right outside of Cancun. Yeah. You know, uh, Hito's amazing too. Oh, I mean, just, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, yeah. Hito's just, it's beautiful there. It's Jamaica. I mean, and then you got Desire, which is Mexico. So you can't, kind of, oh, you, you sound, can't lose. Yeah, you can't lose. Yeah. It's, they're both incredible. You know, we know people that go to both. You have your, your purists for Desire. You have your purists for Hito. We always suggest attempt, you know, go to both, try them both, see what they're like. Um, the food is incredible at both. You have entertainment staffs. So when we're there, we're doing our thing, and we work with the entertainment staff often to do other things. And 
you just you can't go wrong when you go to Desire, Revere Maya, Desire Pearl, Temptations, or Hito. You you simply can't. The only way you can go wrong, you guys, is if you go with a bad attitude. That's yeah. it. I'm sold. Yeah, yeah. Let's book it. Let's book it. Another difference, I'll tell you this, is all of them are clothing optional. However, Hito does have a side where if you go, you must be nude. Wow. And that, yeah, and some people love it. Some people don't. It's, it's again, different strokes for different folks. Mm -hmm. You also have your cruise lines. That, I mean, the companies that go mm -hmm. the – yeah, French Connection Events does a great couples cruise. They were the ones that really started it and have spent a lot of time making sure uh, it's Bob and Tess out of New Orleans. They do Naughty New Orleans and great people for you guys to talk to and interview. They have so much knowledge and, and information having done this for almost two decades. And they were French Connection, did you French say? FrenchConnectionEvents.com. Okay. Um, they put on – they started – they've always done a swinger – parade down bourbon street it's incredible and we had the the pleasure of being grand marshals two years ago last year we were co-grand marshals and it was the first time though they called it a pride parade because we should be proud in who we are sure. and pride doesn't have to signify only one type of lifestyle sure. it can signify all of us yeah so, very cool we we were actually just told about that uh naughty in new orleans yeah by uh other podcasters apparently it's a hub for several lifestyle podcasters to meet at. So we were oh, actually yeah. looking into uh, going there this, this yeah, year. Yeah, the last couple of years we broadcast live on Playboy Radio from there, and, and I'm, I believe we're, we're scheduled to be there again. They have amazing parties. Oh. It's, it's New Orleans. You can't go wrong. Right. And it's Bob and Tess. And yeah. I'm telling you, when, when you do an event with them, and there's, you know, there's so many wonderful sites out there, and one thing we advise people when they ask, if you're going to book a lifestyle type, you know, vacation mm -hmm. or an everything optional vacation, go through a provider like llvclub.com or uh, frenchconnectionevents.com because they all sell each other's, you know, excursions. Mm -hmm. Because if you call a resort on your own, you may or may not find out who's going to be there that week. Or if you go to a travel agency or try to Google it, you're going to get biased opinions. When you talk to somebody, they're going to give you an honest answer. They're going to tell you who is going to be there those weeks you want to go to a resort, how many people are going to be on the couple's cruise, what events are going on at Naughty New Orleans. And for some of us who like to research, okay, great. Pockets loves the research. Me, I just want to call and you tell me, hey, you know, what's going on? Oh, that sounds cool. Book it, you know? Yeah. Cool. That, that does sound, well, sound good. I want to backtrack a little bit, talk a little bit about the show, because I, I think we kind of blew over that, and there may be some people that don't have any idea what the show's even about. So, um, Which show are you talking the about? The Swing. Okay, because <laughs> they've got a handful of oh, them. Oh, right. Well, <laughs> no, it's cool, it's cool. Well, because I, I had a couple questions about that. One was, were you guys part of the, because we didn't watch the first season, so were you guys, how did this kind of come together? Did they just say, hey... We have this idea. We want a few couples to kind of be the host. How, how did that all start? Well, we were at a uh, swinger party and mind our own business in this, what is she? A casting, casting director. Casting director can, comes up to us and she says, I've been watching you. You guys are amazing. How would you feel about coming on a show? Now, mind you, it's Hollywood. You believe none of what you hear oh, yeah. right, right. and half of what you see and we're not in entertainment. So... And we're like, sure, tell us more about it. And she eventually, we gave. Well, we said, you know. Her, I don't remember yeah. how it was so long ago. She said, would you guys be interested? We said, we'd listen. So we gave her our number. 
Sure enough, first thing Monday morning she called us. We couldn't come in and see her, which I think shocked her because people usually jump at those opportunities. Again, though, Holly and I, Holly was the co-owner of an IT company with her ex-husband. She ran it. And for me, you know, medicine, consulting, and, and research. So we went on Tuesday and saw her. And then did we did a were, little Skype interview. I mean, no, we did a well, recorded video. Yeah, not Skype. Yeah, right there live with them. And they offered us uh, all 10 episodes of the first season. We agreed to do one. And then right after the first one, we're like, oh, God, this is awesome. <laughs> and the way they, they explained it to us, they can't give you a lot of information until you agree to it. You know, it's going to be Playboy. There will be nudity. There will be sex. It's about the lifestyle. However, there will be no drama. And life itself has drama. Right. However, they made that very clear. And oh, my God, did they mean it. Anybody drank too much, they were removed from a scene. Anybody started to cry, the cameras went off. Now, well, So they always turned it off with Michael. Yeah, because I'm a crybaby. <laughs> now, the show is about the journey of the newbies. So if a newbie couple was teary-eyed over something, that made sense. For residents, there were six resident couples, so there were 12 of us. Our responsibility was to assist the newbie couple on this journey. You know, I mean, to be cliche, is it a fling or are they going to swing? And it was our responsibility to answer their questions, to have icebreaker games, to do evening activities, and to make sure they didn't drink too much because, you know, you don't want them to impair their judgment. Right. And see where they're going to go. And some couples swapped, some couple full swapped, some soft swapped. Some decided to be exhibitionists only. Some like being voyeurs only. And so it was a look. It was a really interesting sociological look at society and what this new thing that we call the lifestyle was about. Not so much new, but it was new being on TV. No one had put it on TV after Swingland was canceled. Swingland was a show on primetime. Do you remember that? I've seen uh, like yeah. articles about it, but I've never actually seen the show about six years ago grant show was the lead male and uh he wonderful actor however it was it was too soon for modern america you know for society to accept a show about swingers in you know in a, in a neighborhood stuff like that and it was a sitcom so it was all scripted great show though and playboy radio broke uh, sorry playboy tv broke new grounds with it really 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 found an audience and it became quickly became playboy tv's number one show so Holly and I are the only couple that has done the first, second, third, and fourth season. The fifth season, which we shared with you, we decided not to apply for. Again, we just we had so many commitments, and they weren't sure when they were going to do it. We just couldn't agree. You know, it'd be like us agreeing to come do something with you and then backing out. That's not fair to you. Right. Mm -hmm. And our word is our bond. So, cool. but it's it was just incredible, and and to be discovered like that. The same thing with radio guys. We were the only local couple in Los Angeles. So when people ask, how did you get the radio show? Same way with TV. We were in the right place at the right time. We're the only local couple. Playboy Radio agreed to cross-promote Playboy TV's show Swing. They brought us in. It was a three-hour show. We didn't know how long an interview was supposed to be. Typically, they're about 12 to 15 minutes if it's a good guest. On a morning show like that, it was a Howard Stern-type show uh, with Kevin Klein and Andrea Lowell. We were on for 58 minutes. Four hours later, they called us. And asked us if we wanted our own show. That's very cool. That's awesome. Yeah, it was amazing. Very humbled and blessed. So I'm curious about the, you know, being fans of the show and having watched, you know, we, you know, would, I guess, 
try to determine how new these people were. And, ask and, anything, T. Ask anything. All right, all right. Well, <laughs> you sense my trepidation. Well, here's part of why we asked, because they were sending us messages on SDC to... To be on the to show. To be on the show. And I'm thinking, well, we've been in the lifestyle for two years. How could we really be Yeah, newbies? we're not and newbies. If this is where they're fishing for these couples, how new are these newbies, I guess, is, would were be these, my question. Were they sending you emails about being newbies or about applying for the show? Because the, the ones That's that... That's a good question. Oh, that is a good question. Yeah, we just ones, assumed. The ones that went out on STC and some of the other lifestyle sites were kind of broad, hey, why don't you apply for this? Whereas you two would be... A resident couple. Now there, oh, okay. there were couples that had experiences with threesomes. Hector and Stephanie talk about that. They had had experiences with other women because she was extremely bisexual, mm -hmm. and he would sometimes play. What they had never done was full swap, though. They had never looked at, you know, immersing themselves that way. So mm -hmm. in that sense, they were new. So were, go ahead. So in your time on the show, you didn't feel that anyone would had exaggerated and said, "Oh yeah, we're new to this." and you, you get around them and you're like, they know what they're doing. They've been here before. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Pockets are right. I mean, I believe they, I believe casting wasn't aware of it. However, T, like you just said, yeah. and A, like you're saying, once you're around them, and you get the feeling they yeah. BS their way to get on the show. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> She's licked a vagina before. I can tell. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that's okay. None of us. Yeah. You know, the funny thing is none of us were concerned. Yeah, Maybe they had something they hadn't experienced right. yet, and they yeah. wanted to try that, so they were new to that. For us, the integrity of the show is what was important. So if you were coming out as a resident couple, great. If you were coming out as a newbie couple, and you had not been in a full, you know, you, you go into the red room. I mean, that's a pretty intimidating area if you've never been in an environment yeah. like that. So even the ones that wanted us to believe they were much more comfortable than they were, once they got in that red room, you saw real, you saw the real shade of them. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, there were couples that we would have all bet had been in an experience, you know, had been experienced and then, wow, nope, they weren't. So, yeah, they, licking a vagina is easy when it's just you and a couple of people. <laughs> That's right. Licking a vagina with 14 people, you know, and cameras. And cameras. Four cameras, producers, people sitting in a booth with another dozen people. That's different. Yeah. You know, but you ladies are lucky. You don't have to worry about an erection with your vagina. Yeah. That's what they made Viagra for. I was going to say, was there a lot of uh, supplementation on that set? <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't think a lot of people took that. Yeah. We've had, we had a few people that couldn't rise to the occasion. There was uh, Wendy Miller, the vice president of Playboy TV, did this little short she wrote. And one of them was, because a guy couldn't get it up, time of dick death. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. Yeah, he, oh, listen, the, the stress, the pressure, the care. Oh, yeah. Too much alcohol, which is why we always, all of us, as in the resident, the cast, would help the newbies regulate how much they were drinking. Yeah. Because there are so many variables in it. And yes, a lot of guys couldn't get it up. And the network nor the production company, because it's owned by English Breakfast Media and then uh, broadcast and bought by Playboy TV, none of them could say, take Viagra. So what a lot of us would say and what Holly and I would say on radio is if you're going to apply as a newbie or a resident, because we encourage everyone to apply, we also encourage you to go see your doctor. <laughs> and ask your doctor about a Viagra-like substance because maybe you want Cialis. We don't know what you want. Right. You've got one night of this. I mean, you, you want your A-game. so worth it. Exactly. Yeah. 
Especially if you make a connection with someone. You don't want that to be your first impression. <laughs> well, I'm just trying to imagine our first night. So think about our first time. Now imagine yeah. it there with cameras. With cameras. Yeah, no way. Holy I mean, smokes. I love you, but <laughs> time, time of dick death would have been fairly early. <laughs> yeah, my, yeah, probably. I would have been really distracted. Yeah. That's funny because Michael's complete opposite. He loves cameras. <laughs> <laughs> he gets a boner when a camera is right. I love being watched. And the idea of the camera means others will be able to watch me. Yeah. So I've never cared about being on camera. You no, people, right. that's what I meant. You love when people watch you. I'm an exhibitionist. <laughs> we're, we're Tonight... If we have sex, I'll go maybe 10 seconds, right? And that includes foreplay. Put a camera, camera, and an hour later, Pockets is begging me to finish because she's sore, she's tired, or she's saying, somebody tag in, you know? (laughs) It's just the way it is. I I love the idea of others watching. It arouses me. So, yeah, the cameras didn't bother me. Not at all. Nice. Well, and and you're you're experienced at it. You've been doing it a long time. Yeah. We get asked a lot, oh, how come you guys don't play on the show? Well, we do, and you see that. However, the show is about the journey of the newbies. Right. So Sting, when you watch it, is about their journey. And unless you play with the newbies, you're not on camera much. And, and that's okay. For Pockets and I, I shared with you, we're social swingers and we're also very situational. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, neither one of us want to be on camera that bad where we're going to have sex with just anybody. You can tell the people on the show that are doing that. Yeah. You know, you have your, go, you, you, a lot of people can point out the go-to people. Oh, they have sex with everybody. Yeah, that's true. They do. Right. I was going to say, it is, I, I sensed the show was authentic based on that very fact of, okay, who's going to play? And you could tell it, it was real. It was, okay, I could tell when nobody liked the people. <laughs> you know, it was like, yeah. okay, we'll just let her play with the vibrator. Or, you know, like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Hitachi got a lot of action. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I appreciate it for its authenticity. And the day goes by so fast that you, you, I mean, you don't get a good chance to get to know these people. And I like chemistry. I don't know. Yeah. You, uh, hold There's on. A, you feel <laughs> yeah, immediately, say. of course, you, that's what I'm talking about. Like right. you feel, sometimes you feel a connection immediately and you do something about it. But other times you're just like, I'm not feeling it. I remember uh, season four, I don't remember what name she used on the show. So I don't want to say her name in case it's wrong. Uh, though She walked up. The minute they walked up, you started making out with her. She was hot. She was hot, yeah. <laughs> and then with Taya, with Taya, Taya season uh, three, Holly's never done chemistry. that. Yeah, it goes back to chemistry. Holly had never done what she did, but she grabbed, She said, Taya, can I hold your hand? Taya said, yes. She goes, let's go to the red room. And Taya grabbed me and her man, Steve, and the four of us went to the red room alone. So it is. For us, it's, it's big about chemistry. And Taya came back season four as a unicorn. I don't know if you remember Taya and Steve. She had the pink hair. I don't know if I remember that one. It's been a long time yeah, since we it's watched. Yeah, it's been a really long time. But I want to say that was three and four are the ones that we watched a I lot think of. So. Yeah. On four, you had Tay in the first two episodes as a unicorn. And then episode five and six, I believe it was, Emily came back as a unicorn. Awesome. Yeah. So how difficult are the – is this is this a, a day? Is it like they show up in the morning and it's till nighttime? How, how long are you shooting? They show up at about 11 a.m. Well, no, they show up earlier. We don't No, 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 that. they show up earlier, but then they meet with Jessica and they do their interviews and, and introduction to the house when we're not... Um, we're not supposed, supposed to see we're them. We're not supposed to see them. It's you know funny. everyone's trying to get a... a no, sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then they come out at about 1 o'clock or 2, um, usually probably in the backyard when we're all just hanging out. 
Um, and then it goes from there. And then the next day they go home. So we, we actually spend what you see on the show. We actually spend, they spend maybe 22 to 26 hours in the house, not with us the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, and like pocket said, there's a lot of, the only time nothing's scripted other than Jessica's toast, you know, where she says to the lifestyle, what yeah. she's going to say is not scripted as much as she said, She's told you have to use these words, get this part in there, and she does. When is she ever going to stay and play? <laughs> I don't know. We're waiting. <laughs> and we love Jesse. Jesse is a, a dear friend. We actually do a lot of um, appearances with Jesse. Yeah. She does. I always say, we'll share with you how to stay a healthy couple. You know, one of the things I say is you have to be a str- uh, secure me to be a strong we. Once you do that, then you see Jesse talk because she'll tell you, and show you how to find a G spot, what makes anal sex so great, how to give a better blowjob. So Jesse does the how to where we show the what makes it so right and so much better when you believe in each other and you care about each other. Awesome. Yeah, that's good. So Jesse, it's in her contract actually. None of the crew can play, and she's considered crew. None of the crew can play with the cast. Oh darn. <laughs> Made up saying they couldn't. <laughs> yeah, it said no vanilla flipping or no flipping vanillas. <laughs> Nice. That's hilarious. Oh, I forgot where I was going with that question. I wanted to ask you guys, how how difficult is it, like you said, when someone walks in and there's no chemistry, how long does that make your day? Huh. I mean, is it difficult to... <laughs> or do you just enjoy the other residents? We just usually enjoy the other residents and yeah. finding out their story. Um, if you don't feel chemistry, you're not forced to do anything. Yeah. So, And the games are a blast. Last season, we got to go out of the house. They let us out. And we've got to go to... Oh, we went and saw that show's Absinthe Absinthe at Caesars Palace. Oh, yeah, we went to that too. That was a great show. Loved it. Oh, the bull riding. I mean, they let us out of the house, which is incredible. So you're always... They don't tell you either. So you always have this, like, ooh, what's going to happen tonight? So if you don't feel chemistry, there's always the night. It's always fun. Okay. Again, as you guys are saying, you can tell it's, it's all au naturel. And when you have six couples, somebody may feel chemistry. I can think of maybe two or three times where there was no chemistry. And that's when they become more exhibitionists. Or like you said, somebody may be willing to use a toy on them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, is, it, is it fair <laughs> to me? Yes, 100%. If it wasn't like this, then it's a scripted show. Yeah. And right. I sign up for that. Right. Because I just think, you know, when we're in those situations, when we're at a house party if we're not feeling chemistry, we can just go off and do our own thing or we can leave and you guys really can't do that. So, And a lot of times, you know, I, I like to encourage. <laughs> Don't laugh. <laughs> I encourage. So even if we're not feeling chemistry and it looks like no one else is, we'll invite them to play next to us or we'll make sure they know they're invited to the red room. Holly and I make sure to, or I make sure to do that. Yeah. Well, I, I think I even described him as the facilitator, didn't I, T? Like, yeah. he's the facilitator. He's going to get shit done. Thank you. Yeah. I that's like a good it. word for it. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. No, I appreciate that. And that's, that's a role I take naturally in life in the sense that, you know, come on, T, we're hanging. We all want to have fun. Yeah. We're not going to push anyone to do anything they don't want to do. However, let's have a good freaking time. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Very cool. So what else do you want to know about the show? Feel free. If you, if you don't have any questions, that's fine. But. Any behind-the-scenes information, feel free to ask. Yes, that guy really did. Oh, you didn't see season. I saw the one where the guy left the house. Oh, yeah. That's real. Yeah. Yeah, I could tell that was real. real. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She was horrible. She came on our show with him two weeks later on radio and apologized to him. 
Did she? Oh, she was just horrible. <laughs> she that was poor bad. guy. John, that poor guy, John. He's such a nice guy. And I don't uh, even remember just, the whole plot, but I remember she like walked out at one point, didn't she? She, she left him in the hallway and went back in and, yep. and had sex with oh, somebody. Yes. Oh yes. What, what you don't hear her say is you're a loser. Oh you it up. That's not my problem. I'm going back in to get mine. Oh, uh, damn. Myself and Scotty went back into the red room and casually let the other residents know what she had just done. And she, it was like she had the plague. Because you guys, <laughs> you guys know you're doing this together. If yeah. you see that partner, no way. Yeah, yeah that's, not, that's not lifestyle. That's not cool. No, not at all. Not at all. Wow. They were a couple, too, that wanted us all to believe they were so experienced. And their inexperience shined through. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, and their ignorance. It oh. was just, again, he was so nice, but she was just crazy. She was nuts. <laughs> any, any other experiences like that on the show? No, we had one resident couple that, again, you know, no drama allowed. He washed his penis and we don't know why <laughs> in the sink. What? He, we met him that night. Didn't know because he didn't introduce himself. Right. If he was staff or no, no, caster crew. Caster crew. So Michael asked him, "Are you caster crew?" Because he just kept walking by, and we're like, "Who is this?" Yeah, guy? he's walking by. He's drinking. He's walking by, and it's the first night. We all get there, you know, the first night to meet because it was season two, and you know, though we knew some of the couples, and the couples knew us from season one. Not everyone knew each other, so it was really nice to bond. And you didn't have to bond with the group, right? Holly and I were one of the last couples to get there that night because it was local for us. And we said goodbye to our kids with our exes and everything. So the guy, he's, he's just, and he's freaking out a couple of the ladies and everyone's talking about him. And I don't believe in talking about people behind their back. Let's talk face to face. So the next time he came by, he said, hey, man, I'm Michael. And he, he said his name and he said something and none of us understood. I said, so are you part of the crew, part of the cast, you know? What, what is it? And he got really pissed. He drops his pants. Yeah, that's right. He dropped his pants. What? Showed us his package for I don't know we why. Don't know why. <laughs> He's like, does this look like crew to you? And we oh said, seen the penis of the crew, so we don't know, you know? <laughs> How weird. That's a great line. <laughs> that's crazy. He, he was, I'm a little more PC about it. He was unique. Um, he and his wife were unique, and they only lasted one episode. It had nothing to do with... Holly and I, or any of the other couples, you know, none of us have a say in who is or is not going to be on the show. We get a kick out of it and get offended at times when couples think that it's flattering that people think over the years, Holly and I have a say. We right. have a say. We apply just like everyone else. Yeah. We apply. This year we didn't apply. Okay. You know, it's just yeah. some people have gotten mad at us, TNA, if they don't get on the show. Oh, there's a pretty That's bad thing. Yeah, and it's silly. We, we just, you know, you guys will see this too as you continue with your journey and doing the awesome show you do. It's just, you know what? Nothing we can do. Sorry, this isn't our our decision to make. You know, we're not part of that. Right. Huh. Did you say he washed his penis in the sink? <laughs> the episode, the next day we start filming, or the day after, I forgot what it was, we start filming. None of us understand this. He didn't even go to the restroom. I do. It's a sink out in... Uh, there's like four bathrooms yeah, this, and then there's four sinks out like after you get out of the bathroom. Like a vanity area. Yeah. I think you uh-huh. went to a restaurant and you have three. Yeah. yeah, you go in. And this house was built specifically for people to sh- uh, film in. It's not a great house to live in. It was gorgeous. But it was all glass, four yeah. stories. Um, right after we all moved out, the next week American Idol moved in. <laughs> so it was, it was, it was, it was That's awesome. Well, side note on that. 
when TMZ found Holly and I in the street to ask us about that, the last question they asked was, what's your advice for the kids in the house? And what did you say? Don't use a black light. <laughs> oh, awesome. Yeah. Anyway, so back to the peanuts. Okay, so we don't know, because he had just used the restroom. We, we don't know. He walks up to the vanity area, whips his package out, and puts it into this, like, leans up onto the sink and starts splashing water and then trying to put his penis under the faucet. And we're all, what the? Because the bar is right there, too. So if you're sitting around the bar, you were sitting at that table, you would see <laughs> None of it was kind of one of those where you throw your hands up and you're okay. What are you going to do other than not use that sink? <laughs> oh my god, that is hilarious! And since then, I, mean, I don't think there's been any other no. crazy issues. And the couples, one of the things we get asked a lot do you guys all really get along that well? In the house, yes, we do. Out of the house, it's just like life, there's people you're going to stay in touch with. Right. And we stay in very close contact with about 80% of all the couples that have been on the show. So even uh, the, the newbies that have come come through? Yeah, a lot of them are still dear friends of ours or, you know, it just by hap it just by chance, Crystal and Mike, they were season two, three, and four as residents, two episodes on each season. They got married um the Sunday before the Sunday we were in Hito, and it turned out they went to Hito for their honeymoon. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, and we didn't know. They didn't know until about a week before, and and that and that's what I'm saying. We're all close. The fact they were there and we were there just made it even better. Jesse and Jenny, one of the couples that were newbie season two, they're going somewhere soon, and we're hoping to be able to go meet them. Cool. You, you know, it's fun seeing each other. And they yeah. live in the East Coast. We're here on the West Coast. Very cool. So, did you guys miss it this season? Do you wish that you would have applied? Um, I'm okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> I missed it. I missed it a lot because there is that bond. And while yeah, during their shooting, Holly and I were in Mexico one week. Then we were in Canada one week for four days and then home to be with our kids and back in Canada for appearances and seminars and broadcasting different towns um, throughout all of Western Canada. And we were getting messages from the cast uh, you know, they miss us, this and that. And and that was the hard part because some of my very dear friends were there, Chad and Letitia. Chad's a very close friend of mine. Brad and Tammy, Brad is a very close friend of mine. And Jesse and Jenny and uh, and their wives too. But I'm saying, I mean, I keep in more contact with Brad and Cindy. Well, I call him Cindy. His name's Chad, but I call him Cindy. And that was a hard part for me because I missed being with our friends. Right. Whereas for you, Pockets, you I, were happy. I was happy. Yeah. <laughs> Why is just, that? Just needed I, the break? No, you know what? It's it's a year apart, so it's not like I needed the break. I miss the kids so much when we're gone. Oh, I do too. Don't think I'm a jerk. Oh, wait, wait. wait. Yeah. How long are you guys gone for? I, I We don't understand uh, how it's set up. So for Holly and I, again, we're, we're very humbled by it. We're the only couple that's done every episode, whereas the other couple's we're allowed to do minimum of two, maximum of four during the season. So for Holly and I, we're gone about five to six weeks. Ooh. So right. it's a long time, especially when you're in Vegas right. and you can't come home. The first two seasons were in the L.A. area, so it made it a little easier. We were able to spend nights with our children, more than one. You know, we had two days off or one night off, we'd go home. Right, and they were really cool about that because they knew they can count on us to come back. Um, but when it went to Vegas and it was in Vegas again this year, in a six-week period, we saw our kids three nights, and Ooh. we have 50-50 custody. We're extremely involved parents. Mm -hmm. That, that would be tough. 
that made it tough. Yeah. So that's, I know. And I like my privacy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That makes sense. I mean, you're talking about 12 people in a house. You, you never sleep, especially Michael. He never sleeps. I don't sleep. Or, or we, we all get in playful fights about the temperature. Yes. Oh my gosh. See, I guess we, I was just thinking it was like, oh, they just fly out for the weekend and shoot for a couple of days and go home. This is more, this is a bigger commitment than wow. I thought. Some couples, yeah. The most, most couples are there, like I shared with you, might be a five to seven, eight day period. Yeah. For Holly and I, it was a lot longer. And the first two seasons, Ashley and Early, wait, first three, three, three seasons, Ashley three. and Early. Yeah, they're awesome. They yeah, were Ashley's the cute little blonde, right? Yes. Yeah. They have a beautiful son now. That's why they didn't do season four. Oh. She was pregnant. And they were with us on every episode, uh, the first three seasons. So for the for them and for us, it, they were long commitments. They didn't have children, so it made it a lot easier for them. Mm-hmm. And they always made sure after the season one to put Early and I on separate floors because he likes to sleep in 90 degrees. I like to sleep in like 66 degrees. Oh, oh man. Yeah, and so we always would have that fun debate. Crazy. <laughs> Love him to death, but I could kill him with that temperature. <laughs> so what do you guys have coming up uh, down the road that you, you guys are excited about that you could share with our listeners? Any trips? Uh, we're going to Tampa in a couple weeks. Yeah, we're hosting MCing the X Run at Caliente in Tampa, Florida. It's uh, it's uh, It's not a, a sex run. It's not a... Nude run. When it was in Miami, you had to be wearing things. Now that it's a Caliente, you can run it nude. I don't think people will. It's a legitimate 5K, you know, that has winners and all that kind of stuff and prizes. So we're hosting that. Then we go to Barcelona Barcelona. and the Naked City in France with LLVClub.com to broadcast and speak. Then we have other places we're going. We'll be in Toronto a couple times this summer at the X Club, an incredible venue up there in the Toronto area. Uh, What else? Oh, we're at Desire Desire. in August for we're closing out again for Young Sexy Wild Week. And there's uh, hollyandmichael.com. We try to keep it all posted on there. Oh, I'm sorry, Naughty New Orleans. We'll be at Naughty New Orleans. So tons of fun stuff. Tons of stuff we're really excited about. Cool. Well, we're uh, we might try to uh, vacation or at least get to Naughty in New Orleans or mm-hmm. maybe Desire or a cruise or something. So we'll uh, we'll let you know and we'll, we'll check your schedule if uh, see if we're gonna be where you guys are at. Yeah. So question about the Naughty in New Orleans. Isn't the parade? I don't know if it's the same every year, but is the parade the first night? It's like a Wednesday. Yes. Yeah. Because that. So we would really need to commit to the whole thing. Because I was thinking, oh, we could just go Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. But would you say the parade is a a do-not-miss part of that? The parade is a unique experience, don't you think? Yes. To see that many what we call sex-positive people that are part of it. And then all the sex-positive people on the street that say, you know what? There is nothing wrong with that. And so it's it's the New Orleans feel. You're throwing beads. Everyone's dressed up. You have signs. Just really fun. And I may be incorrect. And and, um, Bob Hannaford, we call him the kinky guy. Bob, one of the owners with his wife, Tess, of the event. I believe his parade, Mardi Gras, and one other parade are the only three parades ever to go down Bourbon Street with a police escort during the year. Hmm. Cool. 
So it, it is cool. You know, you can't, if, for couples that can't get away or single men or women that can't get there that early, the weekend is incredible. So it's yeah. still worth it, so even if you miss the parade. Oh, yeah, there's something going on all day long. All right. And, and not just one thing. I mean, like, right? Multiple venues will have multiple events sponsored by multiple people. And they take tours around the city and you see the graveyards and things like that. So there's yeah. something always going on. Something for everybody and the food. And we had never been to New Orleans together until we did not in New Orleans three years ago. And wow. I fell in love. Yeah. Not with me. She fell in love with me. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and uh, do you guys know your Twitter handle off the top of your head so uh, the listeners can connect with you on there too? At Swingtime69, and Facebook is Michael Pockets. And then we have www.hollyandmichael.com. And you have an Instagram for just all your models. Polly's a Playboy model and a bench warmer girl model and model for all these other things prior to doing Playboy. So Instagram is real Holly Pockets. Holly was H O L I. Where did the nickname come from? Uh, his daughter, our, our, my stepdaughter, she, when she first met pockets season one. And when we first met Holly was blonde, beautiful blonde. Uh Oh, you're beautiful brunettes too. (laughs) And Samantha was four and met, uh, Holly and said, wow, your name's Holly. You're blonde. You look like my favorite doll, Polly pockets. Holly rhymes with Polly. So I'm going to call you Holly pockets. And a few weeks later, we all got lazy and dropped the Holly. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. I like it. I love it. It's a cute name. People think it's sexual. You know, I, if I, if we, even if we came up with the story, it would not be as good as the truth. No, that's true. <laughs> that's very cute. Well, guys, we appreciate your time. Thank you. Uh, our Thank pleasure. You for having we, us. We'd like to extend an invitation for the two of you. We'll have our uh, one of our producers reach out to you, or you know, no, I'll reach out to you on email. Forget them. And thank <laughs> you guys to uh, join us on air as our special guests. You know, we record. Let's see. I don't know what time zone you guys are in. We're in Pacific, so we're it's in one Central. PM. Okay, Two Central. Hours. So it'll be three p.m. your time, Monday through. Best days are Monday, Tuesday, or Thursday. So I'll have uh, I'll send it to you when we get off. Give okay, me some cool. days that work for you, and I'll move things around just to bring you guys on. That's awesome. awesome. We, we appreciate bet. that. Absolutely, you guys. Absolutely. Hopefully, we'll get a chance to meet you guys. Definitely. Look be forward awesome. to. Hey, T. This is a very handsome picture of you, by the way. <laughs> oh, thank you. I know. You we know, need to change that. To I a know. Picture of us. I forget it's on there, and. Uh, and I realize it's just me, so uh, I'm sure you guys would prefer to see the. Um, hey, straight guy to straight guy, you're good looking. So. I appreciate that. Thank you. I think you go hashtag no homo, right? <laughs> exactly. Yep. Nice. All, All right. right guys. It was good to talk to you guys. All right, guys. Thanks. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Thanks again for listening to another episode of The Curious Couple for the Curious Ear with TNA. You can find us at thecuriouscouple.com. Email us at thecuriouscpl at gmail.com and find us at Twitter with the same handle. Be sure to check out sdc.com for your free one-month membership with our promo code 25648. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. We always appreciate your ratings and reviews. Catch you next time.